0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, Most Valuable Listener, on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: I want people to understand that you don't have to be perfect to have a successful career. And I think that's what resonates with a lot of the audience, a lot of people that follow me. Three, two,
0: one. My name is Espri Devorah, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
1: Hi, this is Joe Peterson. I'm the Vice President of Cloud and Security with Clarify360. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year, and I was drawn in by the energy and enthusiasm of the Women in Tech podcast. Esprit does a really great job in sharing stories of women in tech so that Young female listeners can put themselves in the shoes of these women speaking. See, I strongly believe that if we don't show young women the way forward in tech by sharing our stories, then they won't know what's possible. The stories are what creates the value and inspiration. Great job, guys. To connect and
0: collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. Hey, hey, welcome to the weekend, for me, almost, it's Friday. I don't know what day you're listening to this. For me, it is Friday, and I love the morning when it's really quiet or the weekends or holidays when I feel like, okay, I own my time. My time is my time. There's not gonna be like a zillion pings or notifications and this kind of stuff. And um, I think it's really important for us to be intentional with our time. I know I had a meeting the other day and the person couldn't reach me before the meeting and I shared that uh, my phone is turned off the majority of the time. And they're like, oh, why? I'm like, well, because it's just loud and chaotic. And the way I am able to like own my time and brain space and it really helps reduce an anxiety is to literally power off my phone. Like even if my phone is on, but like away, And not powered off like I feel the energy of the phone so like needs to be completely powered off so I could be in my own world my own reality. I think it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, people being born now like will never know a world without all of these pings and distractions. Like, I don't know, that that's a whole nother conversation, probably too much for a personal spot. But like, it's up to us as a society, as a culture to become extremely intentional with our time and our space and our peace and even making space for quiet, making space for boredom, making space to just be you know, definitely I find that Headspace meditation app is like so cool. Speaking of having a phone to on, I actually have a device that has nothing on it except for like music and meditation. And so that's what I use um, to, to meditate and make space. But we need to cherish these things and not just let them go as technology continues to rise and rise because it's just going to get louder and quicker and if we're not making sure that we're taking care of our brains and our spirits like we're going to become the android you know anyway that is my little commentary for the day you guys enjoy the day ahead and enjoy the next episode bye the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Orlando, Florida. Welcome, Joan. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going. I'm excited to have you here. So go ahead to kick things off. Tell us a little bit about who you are
1: and what you do. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for including me in this Women in Tech podcast. My name is Joan Melendez-Meisner and I am an integration engineer for NASA. And I work on all uncrewed and scientific missions that go to space.
0: Walk us through, Joan, what your day-to-day looks like.
1: So my day-to-day right now, as an integration engineer, it kind of varies. It depends on where your mission is at at that moment. So one of my missions launches at the end of this year, and I'm going to be testing towards the end of this year, starting around July, August. So I'll be traveling a lot because I have to go to the space hardware making sure that it's going to launch properly and it's going to withhold you know all of the launch environments when it's going through that and so that's the exciting part of integration engineering uh, the other not exciting part is i am you know making a lot of the requirements to ensure that we launch correctly. So the other missions, mine other missions aren't launching until 2024. So I'm in a lot of meetings. I am um, you know working with the launch contractor. It could be SpaceX, it could be ULA, it'll be Blue Origin eventually once they build their rocket. So you know I'm kind of just the the program manager for a lot of these missions and it's really exciting.
0: And One thing I want to dive into is you really take your Instagram seriously and your Instagram inspires many other women to become women in tech. Can you walk us through a little bit about the experience of your Instagram?
1: Absolutely. I I love social media because social media is such a fantastic way to reach so many people that you normally wouldn't have in your circles. first started Instagram back when I was in college. And I always thought Instagram was just like for travel influencers or like beauty influencers. I really didn't see a lot of tech or women in STEM content and if you scroll to the like the beginning of my instagram you get to see like foodie pictures you get to see of like me trying to be a travel instagrammer but no it wasn't until i started posting just me next to so i used to work in aviation so me next to an f18 a navy jet or me in the lab and there was just a lot of people who had questions like wow like do you like your job how did you get there i'm currently thinking about going into engineering or tech or something like that and they never had someone to either look up to as a role model or just flat out DM, like slide into people's DMs. And so that's why I really started to take Instagram a little bit more seriously because I wanted to touch a bunch of people all over the world. I wanted to be that informal mentor to them and showcase that, yes, you can be uh, you know, a female in STEM, you can be you know very successful in your career, even if you don't have that perfect GPA. So I really wanted to humanize the STEM profession to get more people involved, you know, with STEM, specifically minorities, women, um, you know, Latina women, I'm, I'm a Hispanic woman. And so therefore that's why I started taking my Instagram a little bit more seriously. And it resonated with a whole bunch of people. And I'm just loving the fact that I get to, you know, help different people all over the world so they can see themselves in me. I love helping them.
0: And where can we find you on
1: Instagram? You're female engineer. Um, I, I tried to make it a very catchy Instagram handle. I think before I was lawyer up. So, if any of you guys are Breaking Bad fans, that was a lawyer from uh, Breaking Bad. And uh, so I changed it a little bit to, you know, so people could find me a little easier. But yes, your female engineer on both TikTok and Instagram.
0: I think it's really cool when I talk to women in tech. Do you know it's that Lady Dev or Tiffin Tech, other amazing women um, utilizing yes. Instagram to elevate women in tech? Yeah, it's so cool. So, walk us through how you balance the two. Specifically, the intent of the question is if someone out there listening, I is like, you know, I've been in tech for a long time and I didn't know that I could utilize Instagram or TikTok to share my story and empower other women. Can you share with them how you do it so that they kind of have a pathway to do it as
1: well? Yeah, absolutely. I you know, the the people that you just mentioned Tip and Tech and um I, like we have such a tight community. Dev. Yeah, yeah, it's that lady Dev. Yeah, we have such a tight knit community on social media. Like I've never met these people, but I consider them my friends and my colleagues because, you know, we're creating the same content. We're trying to, again, open that women in STEM or just making STEM and tech accessible for anybody who wants to go on there. And so what I would suggest to people is
0: I love that by the way, collaboration, not competition.
1: The more we all lift
0: one another up, the
1: better. Absolutely. What's a queen supporting queens? I love that phrase because, you know, we're all in the same, you know, competitive. We actually work with the same brands too, and they all reach out to us. And I know I have a certain group on Instagram where I'm like, hey, you know, this brand is looking for these, you know, women in STEM or in tech. And I just give it out to people. And they always look at me like, why, why do you do that? Is it like you said, it's like competition. I'm like, no, it's more of collaboration. I want people to not just showcase me. I want others to be showcased as well. You know, going back to your question, I think it's important to write down your goals because at the beginning, when I first started Instagram, it was just more of, you know, showcasing what i do so people can see you know the really cool things that you can do as a stem or a tech major and you know it started off with a lot of the mentoring side and it snowballed from there i mean meaning like it just took off because there's just so many many people who have questions on the stem and the tech world and there's just not enough content out there and so what i would suggest to people is to you know, write down your goals. Like, what do you want to do with your platform? Do you want to be more of like a mentor? Do you want to create content that, um, you know, like more of a reels so other companies and brands can use? And so from there, you know, start looking at other women in STEM and reach out to them. You know, I reached out to Tiffin Tech. And so, you know, I was like, I love your reels. Like they're so relatable. And so, you know, it's more of a compliment. And uh, like, I, like I mentioned before, we have such a tight knit community that we can all just help each other out. And so, you know if you're just starting off in the Instagram world, you know, reach out to all of us. We are more than happy to help. Um, and then, you know, just look at the inspiration, look at their content and you know, use that inspiration and make it your own. Make it your own niche. I know that, you know, STEM and tech is just a, a, a huge um category that you can just kind of create your own niche just by, you know, whatever you want to do. It could be more you know, coding related. It could be more chemistry. There's just so many different elements that you could throw at it that is still open and available for you to create.
0: And do you repurpose the same content from TikTok to Instagram or Instagram to TikTok, or is it totally different content?
1: So I first started TikTok, um, which I'm a millennial. So at first I was like, TikTok, this, this is way, I'm way too old for it. I first started TikTok because there's a company that reached out to me because TikTok, you know, as you, it's very popular for like the dancing and the lip syncing, but they wanted to expand it to more of a learning platform. And so they contacted a few creators and I was one of them and they started their learn on TikTok initiative. And so a lot of my content on TikTok is, you know, science experiments or talking about NASA missions or just talking about science in general in 15 seconds, which was very difficult to, to do um, because again, TikTok is just like swipe up, swipe down, like really fast content, like grab the audience and then that's it. A lot of my videos on TikTok is, you know, very sciencey. And then on Instagram, it's more of like motivation, like more of, you know, my journey in STEM. And uh, there has been some cross uh, videos that I've done because, you know, a lot of them had done well on Instagram. I also wanted to showcase it on TikTok so people can see, um, you know, just different aspects of my journey. But yeah, it's first started off with like a lot of science experiments. And then now it's kind of like a mixture of just science in general, science and space on TikTok. And then on Instagram, it's a lot of, you know, again, my journey, motivation. I talk about imperfect GPAs. I talk about, you know, my struggles in the STEM field, but then I still made it to where I wanted to be. So it's a little bit of both.
0: And what I love that you said is that you didn't hide or archive your super in the past uh, posts. What is your philosophy on letting your imperfections be known?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, I, 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 it's known. (laughs) I think one of my viral videos is just me throwing out my GPA I mean for me a 3.2 out of 4.0 GPA is really good but you know for for people who think of NASA or just rocket scientists or rocket engineers they're like oh they're 4.0 they're geniuses and so you know I threw it out there I was like nope I failed organic chemistry and I'm a chemist major um you know I failed like all these classes because I want people to understand that you don't have to be perfect to have a successful career and I think that's what resonates with a lot of the audience a lot of people that follow me is because you know, they, they deal with imposter syndrome, they deal with depression, they fail classes, and then they feel like they're failures. And so what I try to showcase is, you know, I had those exact same feelings when I was in college. I had those exact same feelings now, when I tried to apply to NASA, I applied 13 times before I was even given an interview. And so I tried to motivate people and showcase, you know, the human side of STEM. So they don't automatically think that, you know, you have to be a, like I said, that 4.0 genius to be a scientist. Um, You know, being able to showcase that is going to break down those barriers for people who are interested in STEM, but may not think that they, you know, deserve to be in it or will be successful in it because they're, you know, they don't, they're not good in science or they're not, you know, a genius in math. And so it's really important, again, to, to humanize that STEM profession so people can go ahead and if they are interested in it, go ahead and study for it.
0: I mean, applying 13 times before getting an interview, that's a lot of perseverance. I think that's amazing. In your journey, what would you say is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome in addition to the applying 13 times, which I think is a huge obstacle, <laughs> it is such an inspiring story that you just like kept the tenacity to keep moving forward. What's a huge obstacle you've successfully overcome in, you, in your career?
1: So I don't think I've overcome it 100%, but I would say imposter syndrome has always been something that I've had to deal with even back in college. And for those who don't know what imposter syndrome is, is, you know, you doubting your own accomplishments, you doubting the fact that, you know, you got that promotion or you got that job. You don't think that you belong or that you deserve it. I know a lot of us have dealt with imposter syndrome, but never knew the term for it. And so what I try to do is I have, you know, I I started to meditate. I started doing yoga. And then one of the things that I really love doing is I started doing something that I call a brag sheet. And so what I do throughout my career, whether in college or now, I've written down all of the accomplishments that I've had thus far. And that could be something as small as passing organic chemistry, you know, when I failed it or you know getting that promotion having all of those accomplishments in one location so whenever i doubt myself i look at that sheet and say okay i do deserve to be here because you know i persevered i applied the 13 times and i still kept going and it wasn't that i didn't do anything in between i would talk to recruiters and say hey what on my resume is something that i'm lacking or what can i what kind of skill can i attain to be more competitive for the next time that i apply i write all of that stuff down because it shows that you know I'm consistently growing, I'm consistently learning. And so it's okay to have those feelings because we're all human, but it's also it's okay to like think about it, but then put it aside and you know take that negativity out by having this positive sheet of showing everything that you've done so far to overcome that. I have something called a gratitude jar. And what that is is, you know, I have these little positive sayings. And so You know, every single morning I look at that gratitude jar. I take, it's actually right behind me and I take one out and it's just, you know, just a positive saying for that day. So I can start my day off with just positivity versus that negativity. And I started using that. What can you grab it? I mean, I yeah, that's an audio
0: podcast, but we can see each other. So, I'd like to. Yeah. Okay. So there's like colored paper in it and just a normal, only good vibes on the top. This is so cute. It's like, kind of like yes. a mason jar. Can
1: we open it and, and pull yeah, yeah. Out? And so if I pull one out and I pull one out every morning and I try to add to it, you know, and whenever you I see things. it low. Um, well, typed it up and then printed it out because yeah. my handwriting is horrible. Um, so yeah, this one says failure is not the opposite of success, it is a part of every success story. And failure?
0: so, wait, hold on, failure is not, say it one more time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's failure is not the opposite of success. It is a part of every success story.
0: I love that. Can you hold it up? I want to like, yeah. see. Like, I don't know. It's just very cute too. <gasps> you printed it out cute, like on cute paper no. and everything. It's like a fortune yeah. cookie. <laughs> it What's it, the it other really side? is.
1: Oh, it's just like me, my cutting skills are not that great. This but it's just different.
0: like it's really pretty paper with a cool, like everything's the fonts, cool, like everything. It's a fortune cookie. But it, like yeah, a, it kind a, of looks it's like, like an upscale, like a fortune.
1: positive, yeah. positive fortune cookie. <laughs> Yo, June, <laughs> You of, could sell those. Probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I, I, side business hustle. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe I, I, if I have the time, I have so much like content that I create and then adding this would be, but yeah, definitely. I'd think okay, I think about it. If you ever make
0: that, I want to yeah. buy one.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll let you know. I mean, okay. I think it's, it's such a great idea like even you know I, I if anybody wants to start it I'm not gonna like cut I'm not gonna do like a patent for this because right. I think everybody should just have a gratitude jar and it wasn't even my idea it was um, someone on Instagram, another amazing you know engineer she's an engineering student and her journey is amazing too because she had a 2.9 gPA when she graduated in her undergrad and she didn't think she could make it into grad school she made it into grad school and now she has she's a 4.0 student. So it's just the, you know, the GPA in general. And that's what I try to tell on Instagram is, you know, you're not a number. I'm not a very good test taker. I have ADD and I had to learn how to learn, you know? And so Mm -hmm. there's different, a lot of different trial and error, um, you know, having that test anxiety, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I can't grasp the material is just, you know, I have anxiety when you take tests or, you know, I have ADD. So it's just, there's these different elements and everybody is different. And so that's why I always stress that GPA does not define you. You know, what defines you is if you grasp the material and you can teach it to somebody else. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a bad employee because a lot of the stuff that we do, you know, we learn the basics in college, but a lot of the stuff is just on the job training. Yeah. So, um, and so, you know, back to my story, she started a gratitude jar and we did a, a Instagram live and she told me about it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I need to start one. And then literally three days later I created mine. And so it's just, like I said, this social media women in STEM community is just so fantastic. We, we lift each other up. We give each other so many great ideas because we just want to see each other succeed.
0: Yo, I want a gratitude jar. (laughs) I'm (laughs) all about it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited over this gratitude jar. I can't even collect my attention. I'm already like thinking about paper and fonts and printing in jars. (laughs) And like, I'm thinking about all the people I could gift a gratitude jar to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Christmas, it's Christmas 2021, right? After this huge pandemic and everything, it's like, here's a gratitude jar. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
0: Who is a mentor figure in your life in becoming the woman that you are today?
1: So there's, there's been a lot of people who have helped me along the way. Um, you know, the first one being my mother in general. So, you know, I'm the first one in my family to go to college and graduate college. Wow. And so my mom, um, you know, she, my, my mom and my father are from Puerto Rico. So Spanish is their very first language. Um, my father joined the army. So my mom left to travel with my dad. She didn't know English and how she learned English is when she had to apply to different jobs here in Orlando. She was a manufacturer, just technician. So she made ambulances. We weren't the richest. We weren't really middle-class. We were kind of lower middle-class. So she also had to take a job after that job. And she cleaned dentist offices just to make ends meet. And so, you know, she was my inspiration from day one because she always told me, I want you to be better than me. I want you to have a better life than me. So she always pushed me to go to college, have good grades. You know, I started off going to college. I didn't, Think I was going to be an engineer. I, it wasn't even on my radar. I wanted to be a doctor, and I saw a whole bunch of blood and needles after I volunteered at a hospital, and that was that. That dream <laughs> ended immediately, <laughs> um, and so because I, I almost passed out on a patient, so that was a really bad start to yeah. my uh, medical career. So. You know, I changed majors so many times. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to be just an accountant, I think, at one point. Um, it wasn't until I started talking to my guidance counselor, and this is another mentor that I have in my life, and she started talking to me about just engineering, about science and STEM in general. You know, she 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 allowed me to get internships. You know, she helped me get internships, and that just started my career from there, Um, And then, you know, throughout my my just in general aviation and um, rockets, you know, uh, industry, I was able to just gain a lot of good mentors along the way, whether women and female. And yeah, I think that's something extremely important that people take for granted. I think you should reach out to people that you admire or that you see yourself in that position and just ask them questions. And along the way, they may become a mentor.
0: Favorite software or mobile
1: app or website. Ooh, okay. Um, so I'm a very social media person. So like I love Instagram as my app. Like that's like my number that's one fair. app. It's and hilarious. that's I mean, I, I love that, but software wise, I'm actually a MATLAB girl. I know people hate MATLAB, like they hate it, but I like it because it just makes me feel like it makes me feel smart because it's a lot of coding and I use it for just, you know, just different things. And so, you know, one of the things that I do is to check the math on a specific flight design stuff for NASA. And people look at me weird. Like they're like, why do you use MATLAB? That's like the worst one. But for me, I understand it and I love it. So I'm just going to say MATLAB because I'm a geek.
0: And I can't, Fully wrap up until we talked about how you were gonna be a doctor, and now you ended up being a woman in tech. What sparked the shift to move from being a doctor to the world of technology?
1: The shift was I couldn't handle needles and blood, so that immediately was yeah. like, okay, that's a full stop. You need to do something else. Um, but it wasn't until I started talking to my guidance counselor. You know, I had already the like the science background. I took a lot of biology and chemistry, and so in order for me to just not completely start over, she mentioned, you know, engineering and, um, you know, just STEM in general. And she got me an internship with an aviation company. And I just fell in love because I love the fact that I get to problem solve. I get to work with my hands. And so that really intrigued me. And as I think I mentioned earlier in their podcast, I have ADD, attention deficit disorder. So being able to just like work with my hands and not just sit at a desk, you know, 24 seven, it just really sparked my interest. And that's why I love what I do now, because it's a combination of, you know, working with my hands with testing and space hardware, but then I am also at my desk sometimes. So it's a good combination. 100%.
0: Where can people connect with you? I mean, we talked about your Instagram. So of course, your Instagram, why don't you share that with everybody again? And where else can they connect with you?
1: Um, On Instagram and TikTok, I am at your female engineer. And on those sites, I have my link tree. So you know, there's other websites. So I have my Facebook, I have Twitter, which I think I'm Astro Joni, because your female engineer was too long. And then I also have a LinkedIn because I feel like A lot of people who ask me about just career in general feel a little bit more comfortable Mm. talking to me on LinkedIn. So I do have a LinkedIn and, you know, people reach out to me on there and I'm more than happy to answer questions because, you know, for me, it's really important to, you know, again, I didn't come from a very wealthy family. So now that I'm in the position that I'm in, I would love to, you know, get that ladder, put it down behind me and just lift anybody up. So please message me and I'm more than happy to help.
0: Thank you so much, Joan, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything more you wanted to share before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is, you know, I love talking to people just about tech or about STEM in, in general. My last thing that I want to say is just, um, you know, if you, there's something that you want out there and you don't think that you're smart enough to get it, you are. You just have to work at it. You have to persevere and you just have to keep going. I know that, like I mentioned, I, applied to NASA 13 times and I could have stopped at the third or the fourth or the fifth, but I kept going because that was something that I really wanted. So if there's something that you really want, please do not quit. You will get it. Just work hard. Beautiful.
0: Leave us with a must read book professionally
1: or personally. So I love, Ooh, actually I have it right behind me. So Mike, Mike Collins, the astronaut that just recently passed away he has an amazing book called carrying the fire and it's talking about the Apollo 11 mission and just his stay. Cause you know, he was the the astronaut that stayed in the capsule um, circling the moon. And so therefore, you know, he talks about just being alone and being able to um, you know, work with his thoughts and just, you know, it's an incredible book. If you're into space, please read it. It's one of my favorite books.
0: Joan, you're awesome. Thank you for taking the time to create meaningful content to elevate our community. It's so cool. I know that you hope and I hope that both of our work will just inspire other people to do this exact same thing that we're doing because the more of us that can utilize our our time to create content that elevate others, empower them, make them feel more secure. It just... Essentially, the more leaders that we'll create and the more leaders we create, the more we're able to lift everybody up.
1: I know that sounds absolutely. Like crazy, no, that's absolutely no, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. You said I, I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: <laughs> to connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world. Remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at Women in Tech takes you straight there. Women in Tech Say hello on social at Women in Tech show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Joan Melendez Meisner and I'm an integration engineer at NASA launching uncrewed and scientific missions in space based on the Space Coast in Florida and you're listening to Women in Tech.